ladies, gentlemen, and our friends between and beyond, and welcome to a very special episode of Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, your homegrown and always organic monster chef, and tonight in the kitchen of creativity, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, delivered fresh this morning by my carefully trained flight team of African swallows. I did try using European swallows, but the damn birds kept dropping them over Europe, so it's no good. Uh, my name is Dishbot. Tonight I will be playing the role of Jack. Um, what do you mean by swallows? Are we being like picked up, deposited? What's swallows are a bird? bird. Yeah, this is confusing for our robot friend here. Um, you, you can swallow, mm. but a swallow okay. is also well, that's a bird. Cleared up for me. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm your lighter creator, Connor. Um, friends, you know that I'm an outdoorsy type. Um, I've been really struggling though to catch fish. Every time a fish is thrown at me, I drop it. Um, uh, we we do have a special episode uh, today, uh, tonight, yes, this that's evening. Right. Uh, we have a special guest, Dan Last from Dice Paper Roll. Dan, would you like to give yourself an introduction? Yes, hello. I am Dan from Dice Paper Roll. Yeah. Is it true, Dan, quickly, that uh, your podcast, Dice Paper Roll, is the only other podcast that is better served with hoisin sauce? Um, I believe so. Uh, not not many. I'm yep. not a big fan of hoisin sauce, to be honest. But yeah, like, heartbreak. Hot take, I know. <laughs> it seems um, like you picked yeah. the wrong name for your podcast. <laughs> uh, it, it really works on, uh, on our uh, podcast for some reason. <laughs> Serves so nice. So right, the tang. Um, tell us more about Dice Paper Roll, Dan. Um, yeah, well, we're a, a Melbourne-based uh, D&D comedy podcast. Uh, started off with uh, a few uh, friends just doing, uh, you know, the classic just playing a, a D&D campaign. And then we were like, hey, you know what? What if we recorded it? And we're on the cutting edge of like <laughs> podcasting. Oh, yeah, we could idea. we could make a, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> and then we subsequently found out that there's a million other D and D podcasts out there. Um, but we've we've been doing it for a few years now. Uh, every year we do uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival, so we've been going into doing live shows. Um, Oh, that's thrilling to me. What are the live shows like, Dan? What's it like playing D and D in front of a live audience? It's it's a lot of it's an incredible amount of fun because we really <laughs> try to actually bring you know the the audience on board because like D and D, it's it's collaborative storytelling. Like, of course, and yeah. so it's great that like we can have a lot of fun up on stage, but the collaboration also comes from the audience. So. Uh, we we usually get the audience to provide our foley for the Fantastic. for the shows, yeah, so the audience <laughs> get free reign. We kind of like you know give a little bit of a warm up, ah, oh, some a goblin marketplace or something like that, you know, and oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know warm them into it. But then any time that the uh, dungeon master sort of you know describes something that kind of warrants a, a sound effect to come along with it, we get the audience to to get involved. Wow, it seems like you've uh, th- that that constraint playing D and D live in front of people. It seems like you've really risen to the challenge. Uh, I mean, we're here to uh, be creative and tell our own stories as well. Um, it is it's time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. I am excited, as always. I am to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer Vinny and turn that into an appealing, appetizing, and oftentimes awe-inspiring radio play segment that we call the Plate Up. 
If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and or cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Now, speaking of that prompt, chefs slash BFFs, let's get cooking. What are we working with? Um, this week, what we have is Dance of the Wild. Ooh. Dance of the Wild. Dance of the Wild. Dance. That's right. Okay. Of the Wild. Dance yeah. of the Wild. It's, okay, so Dance of the Wild, it immediately, because of Breath of the Wild, I was immediately mm. taken to Zelda. Mm. I, I don't know if yeah. anyone else was taken ah. immediately down that, that wild uh, alley. Um, no. But I'm I'm just the the prompt hero. Me and Dan, we're, we've virgin ears. You yeah. spent the time with the the prompt. Uh, go ahead, let us know what your best before yesterday's were, your worst and first ideas. Let us know what you've got. Do you want to start us off, Benny? Oh, sure. Mm. With an offer like that, I can't <laughs> refuse. <clears throat> dance of the Wild. This is the interpretive dance deemed by test audiences to be way too hot for TV in the 90s and as challenging to the eyes as it is offensive mm. to the soul that was choreographed and performed by Kevin Costner as part of the climax to Dances with Wolves. Rumor says that Kevin still knows all the moves and may be saving it for his inevitable presidential campaign. Inevitable. <laughs> you reckon? Okay. Hey. up there. Inevitable. <laughs> it's bound to happen. This is it's Why? happening. <laughs> There's a lot to uh, that yeah. one. Okay, so surprise announced Kevin Costner's presidential campaign 2028. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, building backwards. So we have a surprise Kevin Costner presidential campaign. Mm. Announced on our podcast, which I think is a... I know. (laughs) Me as well, yeah. (laughs) I I know he probably wants us to signal boost it. But, but, um, Dan, thoughts on uh, the very first idea shared with you? Well, I mean, my initial idea went straight to Dances with Wolves as well. I was like, Dance in the Wild, Dances with Wolves. So I I 100% get what you're putting down. Didn't realise the presidential... uh, announcement (laughs) but my god it just keeps getting better (laughs) you know um and and it all started off from uh you know dancing with the stars style game show i love it what would kevin costner's uh preferred style of dance be oh it's gotta be like full-blown flamenco with the castanets Mm. you know yeah like passion vigor very very interpretive i think yeah yeah Yeah. Um. the the (laughs) I think he, I think he <laughs> broke dancing. The wolf dancing alongside him, though. Yeah. That's the real talent. Yeah, that, that's, that's where it's talent. really at. Yeah, that's that's where the training's really gone. Uh, Jack, your best before yesterday. Right, Fire away. Here we go. Dance of the Wild. A ritual performed by TV executives when they wish to summon Bear Grylls and bind him to a contract for another season. The amount of time they perform the ritual without interruption directly correlates to the amount of his own piss Bear must drink on camera. <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's amazing. I, I I love the idea of him kind of emerging from the smoke inside of a ritual circle. Uh, uh, Dan, you're familiar with the the Bear Grylls, the the survival man. What do you take this the, this piss thing? <laughs> well, I, it, it does it does make me wonder how keen Bear Grylls would actually be to be performing well if it's based on how well he performs. Mm. That's how much of his own piss yeah. he's got to drink. So, like, yeah. does he tank it? Does he just, like, so, 
Or in my mind, does he just really enjoy the? You know, he taste likes of the piss. That's yeah. the that's the thing. I think I think it. That in he my does mind, love it's the, the executives doing the dance and Bear Grylls trying to interrupt them so he doesn't have to drink another. Right. Of his own urine. <laughs> ah, I see. So the 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 quicker they're yeah. able to summon him, the less pee he I has suppose. to drink. The, 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 right. Do they summon him through time and space, or does he have to just rock up at this like point? run there once he hears yeah. the chat? Yeah, he's compelled. I think he's he's in the midst of eating a, a you know a, a freshly killed snake, and then he's just yeah. like, oh Jesus, no, 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 not right now, no. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's in the jungle, and he's like, it'll take yeah. me days, no. Uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's More true. Piss. He does have a high quality. Um, <laughs> Mitch, um, now that we've got the best before yesterday's out of the way, I would love to hear your meat and potatoes, your serious entry for today's episode. Give me your um, your meat and potatoes entry, Mitch, fire away. Okay. <clears throat> Every day the wilderness encroaches. Every day the thorny vines and brambles tighten their grips around your village. You know other towns are out there. You've seen the smoke signals, heard the cries for help, but the only way to them is through the seething, living wilderness. In the time it takes you to cut away at one thick vine with a machete, three more grow in its place. You tried fire and still have the burn scars from that. Only the dancers can pass through, using their flexibility and agile grace to flow between, under, around, and over the shifting vines. It is a beautiful and deadly dance, but it is your only hope. The listener and their crew are a team of dancers using their sweet moves and fresh, funky stylings to find the center of this ever-growing, shambling mound and find a way to save their homes. <laughs> and what I'm imagining here, I like was very inspired. I don't know if you guys have seen the cult classic uh, Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the very yeah. end of that movie, uh, the the villain, the the French uh, thief who I think is just called the cat burglar or something. He does like this dance as a way to get through this un unbreachable laser field. I was going to say, remember. this is clearly inspired by like countless <laughs> laser infiltration scenes, right? Like Catherine Zeta Jones or whatever. Yeah. And he does one where it's like, instead of doing like s- stealthy moves, he puts earphones in yeah. and a tape and just like improvise dances his way through it. Um, and I was like, that's cool. Let's do that, but in the fantasy jungle. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll keep in mind we'll have a few Walkmans on standby mm. to, to funky fresh our way through the thorny jungle deep. Uh, before we get too uh, in love with that beautiful, fresh, um, funky style, before we flesh it out too much, I do want to find out what Jack has for his meat and potatoes entry. Jack, would you mind firing sure, away? Sure, here we go. Uh, Dance of the Wild. This world is dead. All that remains are the husks of a long-lost civilization peeking through vast deserts of waste and refuse. Whatever beings lived here are gone, and how they left no longer matters. They may have taken off into the cosmos in search of another home to consume and destroy, but they may have met their end on the surface, along with countless other species of flora and fauna, strangled in toxic air or drowning in lethal sludge. This world is dead, but that doesn't mean that hope dies with it. In its last gasps, the spirit of the planet has unleashed you and tasked you with learning the steps to a dance that might return wilderness to a barren wasteland. You must travel across this harsh landscape, from the tops of its mountains to the bottoms of its oceans, brave the technological terrors that are all that is left of a civilization long in the dust, learn the steps, and perform the dance to bring the wild back to life. 
Okay, interesting. You you've got kind of an outcome there. Yeah. The um, dance is the I, thing that like the, fixes this sort of post-apocalyptic world that's like all all messed up. Yeah, I I really got like the imagery of like, you know, the classic like maybe not skyscrapers but you know the nature overtaking yeah. the the ancient ruins and then in within the temple there's just one DDR machine left there was that these are the steps that must be taken <laughs> and I was like it's DDR man it's got to be DDR an ancient DDR machine it's awesome that's fantastic I was imagining more like the Dance of the Dragons from Avatar The Last Airbender. Way less cool. Like way less, way cool, less cool than DDR. Machine, I, all the way. Um, I love that. So the um, picking up of what you've both put down, I think there's a lot to blend mm. here. Mm. So we can still have kind of a dead overgrown world that requires a funky fresh squad of dancers to manipulate their ways through the jungles while still seeking out that final dance that will clear the, the world again, which will, um, uh, in Jack's version, um, nature is receded, but perhaps the issue is that it's overflowing and we need to find the dance to get nature to calm down. The dance of the wild is to, to placate mm. it and to get it to um, release its stranglehold on the earth. Uh, and it is a DDR machine. I'll make that yeah. absolutely abundantly clear. We've got to find our way to an overgrown mole somewhere and find the, the ancient DDR machine. Uh, the the nature spirit is a huge dance head, loves DDR, huge on the third generation, fourth let them down. So we need to find <laughs> some ways to really send it home for them. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I definitely like the idea okay. of it being a DDR machine. I suppose... The things that we should sort of flesh out, I suppose, is like, where do you start within this process? And like, what's the steps along the way, right? Like, we know where the goal is and, and why we're trying to get there. How do we make it an interesting journey? What's well, the sort of starting I, point? I was kind of thinking off of um, Mitch's response in terms of mm. that there is a dance troupe, mm. um, but perhaps there are rival dance troops. You know, that it's it could be a potential dance battle of Ooh. some description, oh. you know? Step up to the streets, yeah. All those breakdance battles, someone just pulls out a cardboard mat and then just <laughs> throws down right in front. Um, but I was thinking per perhaps maybe there's like, yeah, these kind of rival dance troops that are perhaps searching for the same goal. Yeah, um, yeah. The the DDR machine lets you maybe further or like like make the wild grow more, overtake everything, or recede it. Right? Mm. Or, or it just gives you the control. ability to direct control. it. Yeah. yeah, control it. Yeah, yeah. That so you could you could flood your competitors camps with thorny bramble um but let's imagine your intent is to restore peace to the world and the bad guys want to choke out the enemies um i love that idea that you'll be like hacking through the jungle mm. and then suddenly some people come out and they throw cardboard down and they're like what's up what's up what's up dissing my fly girl <laughs> what's up what's up <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant um okay so let's let's try and flesh that out mm. with some basics we uh need to know more about like what our home camp is like so we're essentially probably be uh, uh, gonna be coming from like a really vanilla style town like really basic 
like, did you want this to be Mad Max, like living in old technology kind of thing? Like ramshackle houses, that sort of thing. I'm thinking it's like medieval times almost, but ba- built Ooh. around the ruins of this, like like the technology is just dead apart from one single DDR machine that Gaia is mm. clinging you know, okay, to... that's the last active screen in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the DDR machine. Okay, so it's like, it's beyond Mad Max. You're saying it's like, civilization has crashed and rebuilt a little bit. <laughs> I think it just crashed, right? Like, people are just, like, in, um, like, villages. I like. I kind of like huts. being in a dance troupe that is, like, inexplicably Arthurian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's huts. It's, it's the... Um, the old Albert Einstein Fourth World Wars fought with sticks and stones again mm. and dance moves. Yeah. Um, and then maybe your village specializes in, do you think, in a certain type of dance? Or, like, I like the idea that if this is, if you know, if we're building out a one shot of something from this, you know, that people can sort of choose to bring their own preferred mm. flavors to yeah. this, yeah. like their yeah. dance, dance moves. Yeah, right. I like that. Uh, Perhaps uh, the way to deal with that is you do that the town they come from is like offcuts and outcasts. So you could be anyone. They don't have a central rhythm or type of dance. They're just survivors that have been exiled, you know, the offcuts from every other tribe. Mm. Um, And then when you get into the dense bramble and the the thorny forests, you do come across like like themed groups. That are like dojos, yeah, yeah. like a dojo <laughs> yeah. of, of like hip hop dojo, uh, samba <laughs> or flamenco. The two dancers I mentioned, I know. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I really like that. I'm going to throw it to Dan. Dan, give me our first uh, dance type. What's the first uh, f- like uh, foreign tribe that we encounter? What is their dance speciality? Well, I think the, the first one that comes to my mind is the break dancers. Yeah. Very the, cool. the, right. They've got to have the pop and lock and they've got to be doing yep. their spinning on their head, legs whipping mm-hmm. around like. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Naturally. You know, it's just, it's, it, it lends itself to combat. Like. <laughs> and, well, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. like capoeira. Yeah. Right? Or, well, there could be another, yeah. another tribe that is as capoeira. Well, I, I I like the idea that you come up against the B-Boys, but then one of your party, the quiet like guy in the back is like, I got this, and he knows Capoeira. Yeah, that was, that was the question I was going to ask. Like, in these, in these dance battles, do you have to dance in their style? It's like you're trying to move through their territory, so you've got to beat them at one of their dances. And maybe that's, that's the advantage oh. that a tribe has, right, is it's all outcasts. So you have, yeah. So you can find a way. So our our group is kind of a a mishmash of all of them, and we've so we've got like kind of an individual class that is one that's capoeira, one that's break dancing, and then we come across (laughs) individual tribes that are Mm. made up of just a team of each one of those. Yeah, and then you like all right, like tango dancer, you're up. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to like you'd that. have to do like the tango dancer does some stuff with the b boy person like to make it that our group can exceed because of our our differences. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. That's cool. It's a fusion. Yeah. It's a fusion specialty yeah. group. You know. Exactly. Exactly. We do fusion. All right. Well. Okay. So we encounter the b boys. Let's say that this is just into the jungle. 
you know, we don't need to flesh everything out ultimately because we will be doing a scene for the plate up and, and diving into the nitty gritty of one part of the events. But for now, let's just paint with a, a broad brush the, the events that will occur throughout this story. So we're starting in a village that's downtrodden, um, uh, uh, but we need to come across the information that a DDR machine exists. Um, does anyone have any good ideas for how that uh, comes across us? Like, where do we get that info? I mean, it's got to be a dance-related dream prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it has to I be. love just how, like, like matter of, matter of fact. I mean, is there any other way, right? <laughs> it's it's really, a dance-related dream it, prophecy, right? It's an interpretive dance that you all dream together and then you I mean, realize. You wake up, like, <laughs> like you, you're sleep dancing together in, like, a field somewhere. <laughs> You, uh, oh wow! You wake up and everyone around you is like you've been dancing the most beautiful yeah. dance, mm. and you're yeah. And is that guy? Old wise and shamans are like we've interpreted the moves of your dance, and it says you need to go find the one remaining DDR machine. Not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> to the east, at the mall. Yeah, there's. We've been told that some magic artifact will require of you great input. Um, yeah, I, I imagine that you get there and it's like, it's a DDR machine and that's meant to be a bit of a blow up the spot kind of moment. Um, okay. So that's great. I love that you have a simultaneous vision cast with all of your (laughs) friends. Um, the elders are like, we figured it out. You need to head East for the machine. Mm. We don't know what it is, but it's the thing that'll save us. Um, you start heading East. Let's imagine that when you encounter the B-boys, they're like, we had the dream too. And we're not letting you get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah. going for it. Yeah. Right? Everybody now knows where this thing is and everybody wants it. And everybody hates your mm. tribe. Right. Because you're the outcasts. Whoever the B-boy person is in the crew, these B-boys will come in and they'll clown them. Right. Yeah. They like kicked him, kicked him out yeah. for not being B-boy enough. Not be enough. <laughs> Why C boy? Okay, I think we should embed that point down. Is like, why are these people outcasts? Because okay. <laughs> you can't just like have a group of outcast people who are outcasts for no reason. You know? Well, I mean, potentially it's that it's they they came from these different tribes and and they were outcast by them. Their their style wasn't fresh enough. It wasn't. It didn't. Yeah. Or, I mean, or that they they tried to dream of of a different. Style, different style, yeah. Like maybe the fusion, the yeah, the b boy dancer who, like, before coming to this outcast village, you know, was part of the b boys and was like, "Hey, what if we add a little bit of like hip twist in this?" And they're like, "The forbidden words, the forbidden dance moves, get out of here!" Nothing else, (laughs) nothing else matters but popping and locking. What what is, is what is he doing? He's dancing to something in three three. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's our way or the highway sort of thing. Like absolute puritanical purists mm. of 100%. their that, that actually really it softens the outcasts yeah. themselves for being simply open minded people that wanted to try different things. It means that where they've ended up is actually a better home for them. So they are more comfortable. They're not just a ragtag motley collection of um, people who can't find anyone else to hang out with. Mm, yeah. And maybe there's some some sort of inclination that on top of saving the world from the encroaching wilderness mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, big picture stuff, yeah. that whoever gets to the DDR machine can, like, crown their dance as the yeah. best dance. Like, if it, you mm. know, it's the dance that's going to save the world. Um, well, I mean, I, and- I feel like... 
because you'd get na- like power over nature, right? Like you absolutely cool. yeah. you would become the but does what but the DDR machine, what style of dance is its final test? It's an improv. Yeah. Oh, you have to do, do it, it your way. way. I think I think we should touch a little further on the DDR machine and and what like Yes. <laughs> what the like the yes. motivations for the other tribes getting to it are? I I, I don't know if that's yeah. entirely clear, right? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like if you if your tribe gets the DDR machine and uses it like to save the like yeah. world, then your dance is the dance that saved the world and so therefore it is obviously clearly the best dance and that brings a lot of power, prestige well, and honor see, to your I would, dance. I, I push it even harder, you know, the other tribes are puritanical. They would use the power of nature to wipe out every other dance, mm. right? Like, oh, as the few, uh, you're the fusion tribe. You're the only yeah. tribe that has an investment in saving everybody. Yes. Right? Mm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Those other tribes suck as a result, but they're meant to suck. But We're the good guys. Th- I think also important, though, because that's very serious, high-stakes stuff, they do respect the honor of the dance battle. Yes. Like, at no point is anyone going to, like, shoot you with arrows while you're trying to compete in a dance battle. No, they're they're not barbaric. (laughs) Yeah, it's a jewel, an honorable dance Exactly, and you must honor that. But I think that's what makes it interesting in terms of that outcast group is that it's, it's that, like, as long as you're dancing, as long as you have the rhythm in your soul... That's what actually matters. Yeah. That's the big picture. Exactly. Mm, doesn't matter what moves ah, you do. Exactly. You know, it's it's the music yeah. of your heart. It's it's not the moves. <laughs> it's it's so beautiful, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm emotional. I mean, here. this is you, t- together. We're strong. Divided, where we fall apart and we're weak, and our yeah. style becomes busted and all. Um, so uh, break dancing. We've got one. Normally, if we're doing some kind of like adversarial element, we try to get three in just for flavor mm. to show that this is what you would do with this sort of thing. So we've got break dancing mm. in. Mitch, hit me with a different kind of dance troupe. What do you got? I reckon it's got to be like classical mm. ballroom. Okay. I think that mm. that is uh, weird and wacky and wonderful and a lot of fun. Yep. Um, yep. And one thing I did also think was like we got to have like a big like multiple groups converging yeah. at the end, right? Some sort of massive dance off there where we can get a few extra yeah. styles in. Ooh, like in the okay. food court at the mall. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> yeah, like, like the, in the food yeah. court at the mall. That'd be hilarious if at the very end, like the like heads of the tribes have come to try yeah. and beat you or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like an elite four situation. Yeah, I'm into that. That's cool. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, ballroom dancing. I love that. Jack, you know yeah. that you're up on the podium. You know that you've got to drop a dance type. What do you have? Tap dance. Tap nice. dance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a very kinetic yeah. form yeah. of dancing. You make your own music. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. That's it. Now, um, finding a good tap floor in the jungle. Um, I feel like that's the point. I guess it's like an overgrown, right? Where you maybe like up a mountain or something, right? Mm. it's rocky that's fun and i guess in terms of being able to make your own music all the other dances there's no there's no they've got beatboxes right that one's easy but your ballroom dancers are going to suffer (laughs) for not having some 
a bit of ba- yeah, Some, like a quartet in the background. Yeah, God, that is a really good that point. That is a actually. very good point. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of the beatboxer because that that's yeah. going to be there. That helps that situation. That's a challenge. Yeah, um, that is a challenge. <laughs> uh, what what other okay, so, kind of mus- musical uh, what other musics do is, you make? Just yourself? all singing, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess like we can. Um, yeah, they can have you know non digital instruments. Like they can just have like wind instruments and stuff like that to do the ballroom yeah like a but like, like a really busted old like they look yeah. old violins or archaic, archaic kind of artifacts that have been taped up or, yeah or just like a choir yeah right? true uh, yeah, yeah true the rest of the group like maybe the the person who is that expert of dancers like teaches the rest of the group mm. a song to sing. Yeah, tr- so yeah. it'd be like, yeah. "You guys are fucking going down. Prepare to eat it." Yeah, it's all acapella, yeah. Yeah, barbershop it's a style, a bit West Side Story kind of vibe. Yeah, like, <laughs> the sharks versus the whatevers. Yeah, okay, cool. I like that. Um, uh, brilliant. We've got our three basic encounters. So uh, let's say that our Beebly encounter is in dense jungle, bramble, start of the, the piece. We've got our tap dancers up on the tippy top of the mountain toward, let's say that for inexplicable reasons, the shopping mall is on top of the mountain mm-hmm. um, or up a big hill, right? It's on, we got to go up a cliff to get to it, right? Yeah. Um, we're going up the cliff, we get your ones. What's the middle like terrain? You know, where do we fight the ballroom people? Is it an old building hmm. of some kind, a barn? Uh, it's a it's a a big old bridge across a river. Oh, cool! Oh. Cool setting. That's a cool setting. Yeah. That yeah. beautiful, really. The choir is there. It's a cool yeah. scene. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just do a wedding while you're there. You know? Is it a stone bridge? Is it a, a rope bridge? Like I imagined like a like a wooden bridge. Maybe it's like built mm. off the like ruins of an old stone mm. bridge that's like crumbled to dust and it's like someone's yeah. made this bridge more recently, but tried like to repair patchwork. it along the way as Yeah, uh, a little patchwork mm. bridge. I like that. Okay. Very a and lot like, of you, know, like, you can't can't cross the bridge until you uh pirouette properly and you know, uh, it, it is excellent or... bottlenecking like that's great bottlenecking it does put you in that circumstance where oh you you gotta square up um it's fun because you'll walk up to them and they'll be like a bit of a mexican standoff moment and then they'll be like ballroom yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i love that okay so we we keep advancing we go up the cliff we fi- uh engage with the tap dancers um, and then we uh, finally get to the food court where we come up against the elite three. Yeah. Right. Uh, they have been chasing us the whole time. Right. Mm. When we beat them, they were like, what? They beat my people. And they've just been like following your trail since. Right. They get there. They are all behind you in the food court. And they're like, it's on. And then you have like a final ultimate like dance off between them. You win their respect. So that when you do the final DDR, all of the tribes are behind you, like yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's mm-hmm. you know that's a nice kind of final. Uh, I mean, I feel like at the the end, like at the food court, we want to have a chance to like flash in on some other like other tribes that are coming mm. across. Like this is your pathway. You've gone through the ballroom and the um the b boys and the tap dancing, but other like you know ha- mm-hmm. like the flamenco got there yeah. or the um. Oh, you know, yeah. like the uh the hip-hop dance group has made it there yeah. as well you know and so there's like a few others like just to you know broaden things out and then it's a 
yeah group the belly dancers it's like uh, <laughs> the belly dances <laughs> yeah. yes yeah it's like 12 <laughs> different dance stuff well, who's winning <laughs> Who's wi- how do you tell who's winning this dance off? They're all <laughs> winning. People. Everyone's winning. Um, I feel like it would be better to like you get there and there's three other like maybe one other person that's made it, and then they go up against the elite three and lose, right? Because the point is meant to be that you're the only person that can Yeah, get through, okay. You right? you like mm. get there as you watch the elite three, like the flamenco person get defeated. It's like Pokemon, right? Yeah. You get there and you see the last Pokemon of the trainer get like yeah, defeated, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I, oh, I gotta do better." So, um, yeah, that's good. okay, uh, I, I like that DDR machine being our final test. Gaia's own hmm. DDR machine. Hmm. You've got to use fusion to defeat it. All the tribes are cheering you on. You defeat it, and you're able to clear the pathway between the tribes and reunite that's the it. dance styles. Damn. I mean, before we, we we put a pin in it, I think we got to get a we side do. selling. Yeah, so this is part of the show. We've got a, a couple of additional prompts, Dan, that uh, my mom okay. has prepared for us. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Jack's mom. Hey. So the idea is, like, we haven't prepared for this stuff at all, so it's sort of just like a pivot. Um, yep. And, and we've just got to sort of run with whatever we've got. Spin it up! okay this is this is interesting uh this week the side salad is birds rule this world i actually love that i mean now the flamingo dances are just wow flamingo genuine yeah okay so is this like a is this a society that is so far past human culture it's birds that it's birds and they're just like starting to form culture around the things they found and dancing is a huge thing for them Mm. and they can make their own music true yeah whistling etc tweeting that little magpie Mm. song and wow you can really get some flavor in on these dance yeah for sure Cool, cool, it's cool, be, cool. It's all right. Be, like the, the B boys could be like liar birds, you know, because they can like rep- replicate all those sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cool. listening to a bird beatbox, I think is going to be a very challenging <laughs> <Yeah>. situation. But... <laughs> <laughs> you kind of need be a lips. sound design challenge. Lips are a pretty important key to uh, <laughs> beatboxing, um, which without. <laughs> <laughs> These lyre birds can they can do like construction yeah. noises and stuff like the amount of things that they can mimic. Like, tru- you know, truly, if you put a if you put a lyre bird in front of a um uh hip hop CD for long enough, it'll probably replicate it almost perfectly. That said, it is funnier <laughs> for me thinking of a conventional <laughs> bird trying to be <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really like the idea that you get to the beatboxer would be a mockingbird, but then you have like the other. Um, uh, the, the other birds would be like in my mind, like kind of those smaller squatter birds, so they can be like, yeah. oh. you know, like cardinals and and like little birds, yeah. you know, like yeah, uh, they can tough, you know, tough their birds, chests you know. out. And... Yeah, there's a bird called a yeah. wren. I don't know if any of you can summon a wren immediately to your mind. It may not. Be yeah, the best, I, I got a wren, but a wren I have would to be start looking at pictures of birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, my, He's a wren. Do the dance of the wild to summon the wren. Wren <laughs> yeah. to me. Um, yeah. Um, the I love the idea of those birds. Let's move on. Um, next, we have our ballroom. We need elegant yeah. birds. Uh, classy mm. birds. What do you got? 
Peacocks or mm. um, oh yes, yeah, Peacocks is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. huge win, huge W with the peacock. Anyone uh, other show off birds? Anyone uh, parrots? You know, do you want like a uh, Rosellas? Um, but uh, I mean, they they're like they're not you know they're show off yeah, peacock. They're not classy. Yeah. Peacocks yeah. are so far out of the water class wise. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna be all peacocks. Just <laughs> peacocks for this one. The only other thing I was thinking of was like penguins, and I was like, yeah. that's nothing. that's kind of ironic. Like they have emperors and kings yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know, and the you know with their like very vertical stance, could make for very uh you know like, graceful movements within the ballroom. Yeah, partners. really good posture. Those okay, it's penguins, penguins and peacocks, you know. <laughs> Together at last. <laughs> Together at last. My new Dungeons and Dragons variant. Um, P&P. P&P. I, I, okay, um, you've got like a stiff penguin dancing with a graceful yeah. peacock. Uh, and the peahens are boring and we'll leave them to the side. Um, okay, cool. I, I like that. Next, we've got our... Um, uh, so it's ballroom. Uh, sorry. Tap dancers. Who are the tap oh, dancers? Who's kind of a, fe- a feetsy bird? Is yeah. it like you can't do flamingos? Uh, pigeons. Pigeons are sort yeah, of they're pretty pigeon toed. More yeah. like seagulls. <laughs> I would say are, are more like seagulls. Who's got like who, like long legs would be good, but we need yeah, to save the flamingo use. for the flamenco. Well, but, you know, you've got like your ibis, your, ibis. your um, oh, trash birds. <laughs> could, could, it, could it be yeah, a, a flightless bird? Mm. Right. So because oh, yeah. they're all about their feet, happy yeah. feet. Right. You know. Or like, but not the penguin. It's an ostrich, right? Uh, or an emu. Uh, cassowary. <laughs> the dodo. The dodo's not yeah. most, most aggressive. <laughs> what about hey? What about a kiwi? Oh, yeah. Kiwi. Yeah, kiwi bird. Kiwi. Oh, yeah, like kiwi that. bird. Yeah. There'd be some cute tap dancing birds. Mm. Little low to tap the ground. Tickly, 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 tick. Um, we could also try to think of like cliff birds, like albatross. Yeah. You know, mm. it do. Obviously, wingspan doesn't really go in for tapping. Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like any kind of bird is really going to somewhat feel like it's going to be happy, you know? Like it's just kind of like you just got the feet for it. Like it's kind of a bit of it's it, to, to get that specific tap dancing bird. Kind of goes across the whole gamut, really. Well, again, again, yeah. again, though we say that, and then they did make happy feet about tap yeah. dancing penguins. Yeah. So, yeah, refuse to conform, though. Yeah, not in this universe, penguins. the penguins do ballroom dance, and that's yeah, that's decided yes. already. God damn it! <laughs> no flexibility yeah. on that. Yeah, happy feet got it wrong, and I will like take that to my yeah. grave. All right, well, we'll throw it over to you know, we'll go Kiwi represent our our, our friends across the ocean. It's an ocean. I'm good at yeah. geography. All right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the key, tap dancing Kiwis, we get past them. Um, we go into the final uh, Elite Three. We see uh, a flamenco doing a flamingo doing flamenco um, get ousted and, and, and lose out. And then we step up and it's, it's step up three, mm. the mall. <laughs> Um, we <laughs> gotta catch the mole. Um, <laughs> so we now we're in we're in the mole. We've defeated them, and then we've moved on. Look, I actually think that we've got pretty much all the major beats that we need for a story, and we've pretty quickly and successfully integrated these birds <laughs> yeah. into our current story. I think we'll be able to differentiate the groups of birds by what type of bird they are. This this does sort of change a little bit. I feel like the meaning of the outcast sort of and like the um. The, the background story there of like because they're literally <laughs> different animals yeah <laughs> different yeah. species of birds no no our ragtag is made out of 
different species of bird from these places, right? So if we, of course, if, yeah, if we have yeah. A, our our breakdancing person would be someone that's the same. It it does add a little more weight mm. to the like outcast element of that bird being like kicked out of like not just their dance troupe, <laughs> but their, their species. It, it, it does raise the stakes. I just did have a thought. <laughs> Of yes. whether this ragtag group of um, outcasts, whether mm, it was yeah. a case of that you're a peacock and you're in, you're supposed to dance ballroom style, but really you've got a love of popping and locking, yeah. and yeah. so you're, and so yeah, you're, get, you're your getting soul. kicked yeah. out of it. So you're actually Whoa. been outcast so, by it, but you're the so best. Your, your outcast people are the mismatch types mm, because yeah. they're people that chose those styles over their yeah. species. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we've got a cool. like a, a dance off here where it's like a emperor penguin and a peacock doing ballroom across from a magpie who's always yeah. dreamed of doing ballroom but got kicked out of his own I don't know what dance magpies do. No, it's a kiwi on still. It's, it's a kiwi on still. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Cuz then always magpie dream. love Irish folk dancing, you know. <laughs> yeah, they do. Very they true. do Famous, famously, like, yeah. The shiny yeah. the swords on the ground is shiny. Yeah, cuz it would be it would I mean these that. birds That's great. sort of don't belong in two different places. And so you've got like there's mm. more stakes in each battle for each of them yeah i think that's that's really cool mm. and the opportunity to show everyone at the end and unite mm. the the tribes is so much more meaningful because they're also saying they're creating like a life that would yep. work for them right mm. they're helping everyone like them which is fantastic yeah i think that that sews it all together it's actually quite yeah. a neat little tale um at this point, we'd normally select a scene for the plate up. This will be a hard one because there's some good sequences. Um, there's a lot of dancing. Uh, there's there's <laughs> a lot of dancing involved. That much is clear. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge amount of dancing. Um, I'm going to throw my hat in for the Elite yep. 3. Um, I think that would be the sequence. We normally try to avoid the actual climax end of the story. Um, because, you know, we're not trying to put a pin in it. We want other people to have the opportunity to close out this story mm. how they might like if they choose to pick up these things. Um, so for that reason, the Elite Four, it's toward the end, um, but mm. not the very end of the tale. Does anyone have anything that they'd say is a, a stronger contender? The other one I was thinking about was the, like, mm -hmm. um, collective shared dream dance <laughs> that sets you on your dream. <laughs> That I felt was quite interesting as an idea. Whatever that interpretive dance, trance-like state, yeah. what is that? And fire, yeah. what is guys? And now, message? not only not only do you need to imagine what it is, you also need to write yes. it in words. Yeah, and imagine multiple different birds doing it yeah together what have we done that's 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 at the table yeah. that would run because you'd be like oh you're dreaming this or in your book you'd be like ah oh, magenta wakes up and does this but like in our for our purposes i would argue that perhaps we could get a little bit more of the sandwich meat by going into a, a, a something that's uh, I guess more defined the, and less of the a spirit dream was that you would have before that the setup for what this world is, and then after that is the kickoff True. point for the adventure, right? So you can like mm. you get some dancing, the and the yeah, the middle portion is yeah. the dancing, which is sort of the oh, rule I mean. of everything. But yeah, I I reckon like because that dancing is not 
a dance mm. competition. And I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's beautiful old, old birds dancing mm. as one. I, I think I probably put my vote in yeah. for the elite yeah. um, three, uh, you know, starting with like seeing the flamenco flamingo getting danced out, yeah. bringing your, your own um, crew in. Yeah. And, and, the, yeah. and, and the, I think it also works better. We have uh, four creative mm-hmm. contributions. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a little bit more yeah. that we can make sure that we can space it out with that way. Um, so let's dive in uh, for um, uh, doing this Elite 3 se- uh, sequence. That's what we'll be going into for the plater. With that decided upon, uh, could you three please join me on uh, this dancing uh, the dancing way to the tipping... T- Someone help me here. The segue... <laughs> Dancing segue, anyone? Uh, uh, sway. <laughs> it's time to dance. Time to step up. The long-abandoned food court is once more thrumming with life. Ancient speakers roar loud with unspeakable sound. The moss-covered caverns of this once great super mall now echoing in the spirited rhythm of flamenco. You stand twitching with anxious energy. Mum's spaghetti, you're nervous. In a moment, you and your team will be in the heart of the dancing action. But for now, you watch as the team before you dances their hearts out. The flamenco flamingos, the flams in casual parlance, are dancing with fire and passion. But lamentablemente, the passion was not sufficiently in fuego. With a crashing cascade of clicking castanets, the team before you is summarily vanquished by the elite three, the holy trinity of post-apocalyptic avian dancers. The breakdancing elite, a cardinal with legendary poppage and lockage. The ballroom elite, an emperor penguin of unassailable grace. The tap dance elite, a kiwi who can produce more taps per second than a faucet factory. You've traveled all this way to show these three that the dances, they should not divide us. The vision you'd all had, it had been made clear to you. Gaia had sent you to show these elitist elites that a bird should follow its bird song, no matter the BPM. You pull on your leg warmers and get to stretching. The Elite Three's goons clear the broken and beaten flams off the food court floor and turn as one to your squad. They stare daggers at you across the linoleum. You recognize members of the tribes that you defeated on your path to the supermall lurking in the shadows, beaks lowered and tails firmly between their legs. The Elite Three turn to you now. The penguin, standing at their center, stares down its beak at your ragtag crew before letting loose a commanding call. Should you wish to move further into this, the supermall, conveniently located on the exit of the I-85, you will have to beat each of us in a simultaneous dance-off. The forms will be of our choosing. Be warned, we sit at the very peak of our respective styles. Our moves contain the ferocity of our forebears, honed to a perfect percussive pattern. If you challenge us, then we dance to the death. The owl judge coughs out a nervous squawk from its perch in the rafters. The penguin rolls its eyes and sighs. Fine, we dance until there is a clear winner. 
You turn back to your crew and meet their eyes. Alucard, the ballroom bat. Happy Beat, the breakdancing penguin. And Legs, the tap dancing cassowary. In that moment, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that you are about to win. I've seen each of your comrades perform feats of dancing daring do these hopped up hooligans have never even heard of. Confidence buoyed, you spin back to the Elite Three, striking a pose, ready to boogie down. Music, like nothing you've ever heard, floods the room, a pulsing backbeat beneath soaring strings. You look eyes with the three birds across the food court, their chests puff in and out. The tips of your feathers stand on edge as you wait to move. Beside you, your companions breathe in step, each of you ready to dance to the style that lives in your heart. The Emperor Penguin poses opposite Happy Beat, his posture incredible. He flinches as Alucard's silk black wings twirl forwards in a flawless foxtrot. The Kiwi sets a furious pace, their riffle steps scattering sound across the floor. Legs almost loses their footing trying to match the speed of the smaller bird. A fool's game. Before Legs can topple, Happy Beat throws down their atomic six-step, challenging the breakdancing cardinal. Legs catches up, finding their own rhythm with a half-beat paradiddle that drags the tempo down and forces the Kiwi onto a flat-footed heel stand just to stay in the competition. The dance flows, crunks and step heels, beauty and grace, rhythm and drive. The Elite Three are clearly more experienced, but they're also clearly not used to dancing with unfamiliar partners. You see that weakness laid bare when Happy Beat hits a perfect hollowback freeze, then hits the ground so hard the air knocks the cardinal off balance. You see it when the Emperor Penguin tries to chasse Alucard and commits the grievous ballroom dancing sin of overstepping their partner. Legs seals the deal, performing a flap hill turn and a sharp grab off over the top of their much smaller competitor. The crowd goes wild, the world turns over, the music crashes to a crescendo, and the owl's eyes roll up in their head like that guy from the WWE meme. Victory. As the dust settles on the final battle, the last strains of music reverberate against the hard tiles of the shopping mall floor. An ornithological massacre of broken beaks and bruised egos as those who thought themselves to be the greatest of dancers have been defeated by this ragtag group. Happy Beat, the penguin breakdancer. Alucard, the ballroom bat and Legs, the cassowary tap dancer extraordinaire, stand victorious, showing their former tribes that you can dance however you choose, so long as you feel the rhythm in your soul. You look towards the rundown games arcade beside the food court, the once glittering lights of the play zone, now covered in dust from ages past. The letters hang at angles above the entrance, dangling precariously. When suddenly, a new song begins. A song played from smaller speakers built into one of the arcade machines. Lights flicker and spark as the energy of Gaia is fused into the machine. The speakers explode with sound, blasting a shockwave through the group and the defeated dancers behind. Your feathers ripple in the sonic waves as the machine comes to life. Its four directional floor pads light up in neon pink and blue. The handlebars shine in the light of the floor pads as the screen before it comes to life with the letters. D. D. 
within your hearts and minds you hear the sacred words. Dance. 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 Revolution. Revolution. Select your music. Press any button to continue. <laughs> Amazing. Insert coins to play. Yeah, no, yeah. I was like, do I do a do oh, I no. do a insert one token? And I'm like, I don't know what the currency. We haven't gone into have the no economy token. of the, this. The birds are just like, society. we've got no tokens. I, I, Only I feel not. like Guy is happy to flip this Only one. The crows have actually gathered all of the coins in society. They run the monopoly. The capitalists. Yeah. Ah. They, they don't dance. They're just. Yeah. They've got like like hoods and they walk up and they like solemnly place a token in and then they recede it's like yes the, the crows priests crows uh, uh, a, a, a rhythmic mm. story that we've told this time uh, uh one with um uh, many many avian uh and uh dance styles uh-huh. it does go to show that when the spotlight hits you you don't know that many birds <laughs> off the top of your head. You don't know that many dancers off the top of your head, even. No. Um, credit there to Mitch for becoming uh, a a sudden dancing expert. Um, excellent chasse. It's all friend. off the dome, yeah, right? Yeah. Completely yeah, off the it. dome. Um, yeah, from my years of tap and ballroom <laughs> and break dancing. If you ever see um, Mitch at a club, <laughs> fucking stand exactly, back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is an audio format, but trust us, he has been busting so many moves throughout the entirety of this one. Um, That's it. Look, it is uh, time for us to call it a shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. If you have a prompt that you'd like us to turn into an episode, shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cook for the socials. And uh, if you enjoyed tonight's meal, why not share the love? Uh, it is, you know, a dancing-themed episode and thought, you know, due to my youthful relevance, I'm pretty aware that you can't get anywhere these days in showbiz without a TikTok dance. Um, so, you know, why don't you guys all hit up your socials with the Dance of the Wild, get your bird moves out there, and we'll get it viral, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Mitch's call to action is get it viral. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dan, um, would you like to give us one last plug here at the end of the app? Uh, yeah, please, everyone. Uh, check out Dice Paper Roll uh, you can find us on all the socials uh, dicepaperroll.com uh, all that sort of stuff and if you are in Melbourne uh, 2024 International Comedy Festival uh, come and check us out uh, we'd love to see you there and uh, yeah thanks so much for having me this has been an absolute blast I've had an amazing time uh, coming up with this ridiculous <laughs> avian adventure. I didn't know what to expect. And if you had told me that this was what it was, I, I like, I, yeah, this is just not where I expected my day to go. I don't know where it can go from here. Um, yeah, look, uh, earnestly, the, um, you've, you, with us, you've threaded the unlikely needle of having the penultimate scene involve a DDR machine and still somehow it's kind of nice. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Halizna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And, of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, mum. Thanks, Jack's mum. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Jack's mum. It really tied it together. It made it a whole avian <laughs> thanks, adventure. Jack's so thanks, Jack's mum. <laughs> yeah, truly. truly um, we, wouldn't, we, we couldn't have flocked together without your mother's birds of a feather. Mm. Um, uh, thank you to Jack's mum <laughs> one last time. I've been Connor, your larder critter. I'm Dishbar playing the role of Jack. I am Mitch, your monster chef. And I'm Dan, playing Dan. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again so much, Dan, for joining us for a wild whale of a time. Uh, we have you, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Are you ready, folks?